I can't see it yet. Okay, well, you should see it any second now, because it says we're live. Been live for nearly 10 seconds. Can you see it yet, Michael? No. Do oh. I refresh? Uh, probably. I don't know. Either way. <sighs> Yay! Yeah, you got it now? Right now. Cool. Yeah. Oh, nice layout. Yeah, you like it? Yeah, it's good. Awesome. Right, so um, here we are, the Command AV Lockdown Vodcast. Hey. Hey. It took us an absolute age to think of that name. I'm joking, it took 10 seconds. <laughs> um, so, yeah, here we are, day one of the lockdown in the UK. Um, day one. And, yeah, yesterday was essentially our last day of on-site work until all of this blows over. So let's mm. all head to the Winchester and have a pint, shall we? No, we can't go to the Winchester. You did see oh, the... Oh, uh, damn it. Pops are shot. You saw well, the Shaun of the Dead, the Shaun of the Dead uh, video, right? No, I didn't. Uh, you should watch it. They, uh, they reenact the, the whole uh, Shaun of the Dead thing. Oh. And um, they say, don't go to the Winchester because there's loads of people there and you'll catch the virus. Ah, ha, ha, ha. So yeah. stay at home. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, yeah, and pubs are shut. So we're shit out of luck there. <clears throat> Apologies. The, well, the pub was shut in the film. They just broke in. But we shouldn't well, break into places. Yeah, it was shut because the owner was dead. So that's a whole different story. But okay. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, yeah. so here we are. Um, we're now essentially entertaining ourselves online remotely because we. Um, I suppose people don't want us in their houses. Well, not just us. People don't want anyone in their houses. And now the government is somewhat reinforcing that to not mix between um, households. Mm. Yeah. So It's yeah. a good thing this virus doesn't go over the line. Because we'd have nothing. Yeah, if it was to be able to... <coughs> I apologise. Transmit <laughs> like that, then... <coughs> yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> Got it. Michael, um, stop joking about the virus. I, I'm, um, I'm not. I do have a cough. Okay. Um, also, I just want to say as well, obviously, this streams are coming from a different channel to the usual Command AV YouTube channel because there was a slight glitch. No slight glitch. It's one of um, YouTube's little caveats when you want to stream something live. The first time you go to do it, you have to wait 24 hours for that, that facility to become available. So I'm just using my... my personal channel for streaming it and any future streams although we haven't really got anything planned whether they be daily weekly monthly whatever the case is um they will be streamed on the command av youtube channel which um i should probably add a link down in the description i'll do that at the end of the video this is gonna go on as one of the videos a recorded video on the channel anyway so yeah that'll be on there eventually I know. So we should, we should maybe move on and start talking about um, why we're all here. Because uh, we've been very naughty. <laughs> that, <laughs> was, we, that was a really good interview. Yeah, we 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 um we went out to work yesterday, and now we've been told no, go home. So that's it. Well, yeah. in all fairness, the work from yesterday was it was booked in. A, week ahead of time and the client did actually say we understand if you don't want to come and we were like well actually it's fairly minor work and 90% of the work was outside 
in fresh air in the open. So we and it was no. in, in an unused, currently unused section of uh, an well, it's out, a separate house. house. Yeah, it's a separate house. It's a cottage. There was a no cottage one there. on the land. So um, yeah, it was all good. And then I went to the supermarket. Yeah. So I was surrounded by people there. That's true. Yeah, people in supermarkets <laughs> seemed very blasé about the whole situation. So, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad they've like taken steps to lock us down. I know it means we can't do stuff, but it also means that this shit doesn't spread. Yeah, exactly. Because like, yeah. the amount of people. So yesterday we, in the afternoon, we went out for a walk, for instance, um, which you know that's still one of the things you can go and do. Um, and I was surprised that the parks were just filled with teenagers sitting around in bunches, whether they were kicking the ball around. Some of them were just sitting there in groups of like five or six when, you know, clearly the advice has been to not do that. It's a bit silly. And there's a few shops we did see they were quite strict about how many people they actually allow in one shop in fact was saying only two people allowed in the shop at the time not two school children two people um and everyone wore gloves and it was just like oh okay very clinical which is good and that was just a little privately owned shop it wasn't shop even it wasn't even a supermarket so that was very good of them quite admirable um i see i see we've got a comment there from yeah. dan Danny Ferris. So that's an ex-colleague of mine, actually, um, ah. in the car parking world. Um, thanks, ah, Danny. Nice. We, we we do our best to ensure our video and audio quality is tip-top at all times. Um, although you, you've got no idea the trouble and shit we went through to actually get some sort of a video feed because it's like an hour. Yeah, it, this is the that first was our prep time. Like we have no prep now. We've yeah. just yeah. yeah so. The time, the time we should have spent actually preparing what we're going to talk about, we spent trying to get through a few technical issues because it's the first time we've streamed a two-camera setup with some um, extra additional graphics and the chat and everything on the video stream. So yeah, yeah. I, I had I had set up this uh, Audio Technica eighty-eight uh, ninety-seven shotgun microphone to be able to use it, but. Uh, my laptop decided to not want to cooperate with my audio card, so I'm uh, I'm literally just using the built-in mic and camera now. So, sucks. yeah. So, I mean, in all fairness, your audio quality is coming through just fine, Michael. So, uh, yeah, must be the power of Apple Mac. So let's send a little response there to Danny. Thank you very much. <laughs> Um, so weirdly enough, obviously in the last few days, well, it's been about four or five days that I had posted on Instagram in the stories that we were taking questions ahead of time. Um, and apart from the usual array of spam from, um, like bot accounts or whatever they are, one actual question we did get was, let me remind myself what it was. I just got to find it. I wrote it down. No, I didn't write it down. I took a screenshot of it. It was from a Portuguese guy. I know it's Portuguese because I had to get Google Translate to tell me what it was. Um, where are my screenshots? My screenshots have disappeared. There he is. So I'm not going to try the actual Portuguese pronunciation of what he asked, but the, what Google Translate 
told me he asked was who was the last person you said thank you to and completely unrelated to AV but um, yeah a bit of an eye-opener because now that's the kind of question that is going to make you think damn when's when's the next time you're going to interact with someone on that level where you can actually thank them for a service you know oh my god that's deep mind blown (laughs) ow um yeah i I don't know if he was trying to be philosophical or if he was just um doing a bit of spam baiting or whatever but you know his question was who was the last person you said thank you to and um outside outside of my household i i can't really think except for maybe like a when we finished the shop yesterday to the cashier like oh yeah thank you for your for the receipt thank you for charging me all this money <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much thank you thank you for the joy of taking my money so um yeah which is actually that's doubly sad really because it's um you know something has been taken from you and you're thanking them for it so weird Weird world we live in. We thank people for. It's thank, it's thank you for the exchange of money for a product, um, but do we ever say thank you to our employer for the exchange of our time for money? Mm, that's even deeper, Michael. I can't like. <laughs> thank you, me. Thank you, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, in our case, that's it. So yeah, I'll shake my own hand and. <laughs> yeah. thank, can, thank we, you. can we do a handshake for the camera? Yeah, that kind of works. I don't know. I can't see your camera. Oh yeah, because of the weird so setup. Pretending. Uh, unless you look at the stream, then you can see me. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I can. However, uh, it's, it's delayed. Very delayed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's standard. Oh, there's your hand. Now we're doing the handshake. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So, um, okay, let's get back on topic then for the little we did prepare. Um, Obviously, we can't really carry on with the work that we intend to do, which is very much AV, networking, Wi-Fi's, media rooms, cinemas, security, Stuff like that where we physically need to be inside other people's houses most of the time. Unless it's a construction site, in which case it's mostly open air or whatever. But People don't want us in their houses. Exactly. Anyway, regardless of whether there's a virus or not. So <laughs> as yeah, far as they're around, sad. They're, <laughs> sad. they're not happy. They're, 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 they don't want us there. Definitely yeah. not. And, um, want, Obviously, now with the government enforcement around not mixing between households, like if you're in one household, you can't go to another one, you shouldn't interact with anyone from another household, then, yeah, that, that kind of enforces that, you know, we we shouldn't be interacting with other people at all, unless you keep the six feet of distance between you, but if you're entering someone's house, it's very tough to maintain that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's probably the main reason for us to be unable to carry on any normal work at this stage um, because I suppose yeah we don't have that many commercial clients where you're not entering households or not entering confined spaces so you know it's the card that we've been dealt 
I mean, most other AV people know the spaces that we get into are very confined usually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bloody hell. So um, some of the equipment rooms we've been in, you could not swing a cat in there as such. Um, I mean, uh, look, I mean, our skies were quite big, so we always struggle uh, yeah, getting around racks. Yeah, and... we're, we're sizable characters. Uh, uh-huh. So Plant rooms are not, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I, I can think of some plant rooms or equipment rooms that are very sizable. Um, mm. If you had ever been to, um, they changed the name, it was Diner's Hatch or something out in the sticks beyond uh, okay. seven oaks yeah that you you could probably have a small house party in that plant room um but it's still not comfortable because it's extremely hot because there's three boilers in the room so you know that's, the, that's usually the case you, well, either that or either that or it's all the gubbins for a swimming pool exactly you don't want to spend <laughs> too much time in there so yeah um you know it's, it's a breeding ground for bacteria i suppose because it's moist and warm <laughs> So I'm surprised I don't grow any mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, that would that mushrooms would definitely get us through the next. Anyway, yeah. um. <laughs> so um, on top of that, obviously, um, as we've seen on the news this morning, for anyone that was watching, construction sites are now slowly being urged to close down as well. I know up in Scotland they've been told to close down. Um, in London this morning, a lot of construction sites, especially larger ones where there are tens or in some case nearly 100 people on site. Um, obviously, the government instruction um, is, well, officials are getting a bit angry at the fact that so many people are just saying, well, no, I'm going to work, where obviously the instruction was if you're if your key job role is key or essential, then you can go to work. But Yeah. And, and building a new office block is not essential right now. No, it's not um, because, and, and, and let's face it. Like if you've got, if you are employed, uh, it's really, really hard at the moment for the self-employed. Um, but if you're employed, you, uh, your employer can go to the government and apply for this thing. Um, yeah. so you get 80% of your, at least wage 80% painful, of your yeah. wages covered. That's right. Um, and then, if you're a business owner again, I mean, luckily we we are a business we are business owners. So, um, yeah. but we employ ourselves. So I'm still not 100 percent sure on where we go from here. But I I'm hopeful. Yeah. Well, um, I think it's going to be a few weeks yet before we can even make that application for um, what do they call it? the coronavirus employee retention scheme? Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see how well that goes down. Um, we'll, be, we'll be sure to have an update on it. Yeah, keep checking the uh, government website for more info. Yeah, um, and obviously with construction sites closing down, it's going to delay um, work for us and everyone else in the industry. Um, mm. That's both new work coming in and ongoing work. But in all fairness, like we've, as Mike's just said, with um, office blocks, it's it's not even something that's in use at the moment, so there's no need for new ones to pop up anytime quick. So, mm. um, so yeah, that very much limits us to what we can do work-wise, and that's going to come down to any remote support where we can. So, if we've got where we've got clients on um, support contracts, remote support we can offer. Um, 
provided the equipment's in place because um a lot of people a lot of people who don't have a good concept i think of how things work av systems etc they're like they usually say something like oh can you just um remote in and fix that no i, I don't have just like this i don't have this like superman x-ray vision into your house and you know yeah. i can't just log into stuff there needs to be equipment in place and connections set up yeah it's, it's I, I, think, like I think for all. i think something useful for us uh for our clients if they haven't got any anything in place to allow us to do remote support is you know if they've got a laptop we can um we can team viewer in um yeah. and provide them support that way and then provide them advice so they can actually be our hands and do the work they'll learn something new um yeah and it's yeah it's a way for them to fix the problem if there is one we yeah. haven't had any yet so yeah um so <laughs> i'm not expecting I, there to be any problems <laughs> yeah i mean in all fairness it's it's day one so we'll see yeah <laughs> but uh, you know the problems we usually get are our, our internet's not working um yeah. Or, and, or people say, oh, the Wi-Fi is really slow when actually it's the internet connection that's down. Yeah. In which case, normally we can't do anything about it. It's probably a BT line issue. So, yeah, that's a whole different kettle of fish. That. Yeah. Uh, numerous times it has been. Oh, oh, they're, they're up. There's a there's a guy up a um, a ladder up one of those <laughs> phone phone line things yeah. up there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's, he's probably messing around with your BT line right now. Yeah. Just leave it for a bit. It's, it's like the one job that we had, what was it, last? No, about two weeks ago now, where scheduled to go and sort out an internet-related issue, um, mm. also to do streaming of media. And an hour before we were due on site, the client just texts and says, oh, by the way, BT have just knocked on the door. They've taken down the telegraph pole outside the house. Internet's going to be down for the rest of the afternoon. Oh, great. Can, can, so, you, can you still help? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, actually, he was quite sensible about the whole thing and said, you know, let's reschedule for tomorrow morning with the internet's back up. So, yeah, went there in the morning. It was fixed within the hour. Job yeah. done. Um, yeah, and that was that. So... Yeah, I, I think I think usually it's it's a it's a case of us doing our best to try and educate the client to know what to do in certain circumstances, and yeah. some of them take the info in, and, and some of them choose not to, and that's fine. It's, yeah. it's, it's just some people like to get more involved with their system than others, um, yeah. and that's that's why we're here for those who don't particularly want to know; they just want to get it done and have someone do it. So. Yeah. So at the end of all that, the best advice we can give for now, if you don't want to get in touch with us, is if it doesn't work, turn it off and turn it back on again. Turn it off, turn it on. Because Have you tried turning point. it off and on again? Because um, that solves 99% of all issues. Um, and if that fails, watch the IT crowd. Cause yeah. yeah. It's cool. And they actually prove that that solves all issues. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, the other form of work we can do from home is obviously design work so um that's i suppose that's the kind of thing that usually you'd still have like a precursor meeting with a client or be it a property developer or something but we are very much in a position where through be it a video call or video conference we can talk to someone with ease and then 
you know, provided we get sent some drawings for plans or whatever, we can use those and actually update and adapt them for cable schedules, um, elevation drawings, etc. So any form of AV project um, or networking project design work, we're very capable of doing that from home without even needing a site visit at all. So yeah, if you know someone who, who's just starting a project or if, you, if you're planning on some extension to your home network or home cinema, whatever, get in touch because that kind of thing we can still do from a distance so yeah that's one angle to explore yeah um and i suppose to close up this well this this is still like intro so to speak from <laughs> what we discussed oh earlier gosh. and it's been going on 20 <laughs> minutes now and uh, the last point i had quickly jotted down here was just mentioning why we can't work as normal because i've been seeing a lot especially on social media so like on instagram facebook etc where people are saying oh why can't i go to work i'm a i'm an import i've got an important role and then re you look at their role their job title on instagram they're like a rece receptionist at enterprise rent-a-car and you think hang on no that's not an essential role you know if you're working in the supermarket or if you're a delivery driver for supermarkets etc um or, you know, if you work for the NHS or if you're a police officer, then those mm. are the essential roles. And it's all um, about it's all about the perspective at, uh, at this time. It's, suppose, yeah. You know, the importance is, um, of the role is, is sort of judged by what's required at the time. And at the moment, people can't leave the house. So we need delivery drivers. We need supermarkets because we all need food. That's always going to be an essential role. Yeah. Healthcare is always going to be an essential role. Exactly, and obviously, what Ian we Banker do. Is probably not. <laughs> no, um, and obviously, Trader. what, what we do, what we do, is not essential in the slightest. Oh, um, it is. <laughs> well, yeah, if yeah, uh, unless we suddenly get a contract with, um, I don't know, like GCHQ to support their staff working from home, and they need a good mm. Wi-Fi connection in their office or bedroom or whatever, then. Then it yeah. becomes essential. So, um, no. but sadly to report, we don't have any such important clients. So, I mean, I mean, in the best of times, a smart home audiovisual stuff usually is seen as the luxury item. Yeah, that's right. So, regardless, it's never it was never an essential item. Yeah. at least the, the AV side of things, it's always oh, I've, I've I've overspent on the construction. That's okay, but I cut, that means I've got to reduce the budget on the the luxury items. Yeah, and that's 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 you guys. Um, yeah, we're used to that. So. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it it happens all the time. Um, in fact, we've had that happen twice in the last well this year. We've had that twi happen twice this year so far, which is, yeah, terrible. But, you know, we expect it to happen at every turn. Mm. So, that's, that's, that's why we, you know, we're always looking at um, new products and new methods in which we could save our clients money and still keep the work going. Mm -hmm. So and still still create magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's our intro done. And our first... I suppose order of business is oh pop-ups galore um one thing where are we so sonos 
anyone mm. anyone who's ever used Sonos or anyone who owns Sonos or anyone who knows a friend or family who has Sonos and you have used it, you'll know how great it is. At the same time, Sonos have recently announced that they are axing compatibility for a lot of older devices. I know they've um, made a U-turn on bricking old older devices. There was a few months ago the whole uh, what they call their recycling um, mode, which mm. basically turns your five or six hundred pound Sonos device into a paperweight um, <laughs> or doorstop uh, if you had one of the um, larger, older zone players. Um, in fact, they make very good doorstops. I used one for a while. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, that, that thing could stop my car. Yeah, it probably could. Like... <laughs> it, it, would, it would take out a tyre, basically. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, the um, the, the, the devices that um, they've they're discontinued, they're no longer supporting are the the bridge, the connect, the connect amp, CR two hundred wireless remote play five generation one, and the zone players, um, which I had one of as I just explained. Um, yeah. And their reasoning is uh, that their devices have a limited lifespan. Mm. Um, it's not because of their capabilities, really, um, but just their ability to be updated. It's, well, it's the yeah, it's the hardware that's getting too old for the software, and that, that's the case with all um, yeah, be it computers, mobile phones, even cars nowadays. Um, yeah, we're used to that. Yeah, it, it happens. It's just that where Sonos is technically, in the grand scheme of things, still a relatively new idea and prod, uh, product um, it, it's just that the initial lifespan was a lot shorter than a lot of people hoped for I imagine mm. um, um, although the one they, we've, we've talked about how that Sonos are, are not doing updates for these devices however they are still releasing patches for some of the legacy gear um, uh, if they're like security holes detected um, that's mm-hmm. what I'm reading so that's good uh, there's still some updates, but they're not um, they're not supporting them anymore. Yeah, and what's really strange is um, Sonos were actually so like the Connect and the Connect Amp was being phased out. The Connect was still being sold as a brand new product as little as three months ago, and the Connect Amp I think they only stopped selling those about six or seven months ago. So we we actually have clients who have connect and connect amps that now no longer will get updates for um and obviously well there's no there's no real telling of how long control systems and third party control systems will actually still be able to interact with those devices so time will tell i suppose um, yeah I, I don't think it's immediate anyway at least so people no. are still able to use their devices and just try and limit the updates yeah. as um, one of the other devices as much as possible you control systems and then yeah and I think at least now that they've made their U-turn on the bricking of devices <coughs> um, they're they're going to be usable for a, a slightly longer period than previously thought um, mm. because you can't accidentally now kill your Sonos amplifier or whatever it is you may have 
So yeah, um, continuing on the topic of Sonos, because even though Sonos have made some boo-boos recently, um, they do also make some awesome solutions for surround sound. That they do. Um, um. A lot of people don't actually realize this, but you can have a 5.1 surround sound system completely wireless with the exception of a cable that um, generally an optical cable that goes from your TV to a soundbar. But you and can power. Have, and power, of course. Yeah, power to all devices. You, you need power. That's the one thing that, you know, you can't quite get wireless yet, except for even yeah. wireless charging on mobile phones don't quite work all as well as it should. When they say wireless, it's, they mean wireless audio. Yeah, wireless communications. Um, but yeah, you can have a um, wireless 5.1 surround sound setup using Sonos devices. So, and that, um, and that's not a new thing. That that's that's been going for ages. They've had the the surround system set up with the uh, the Play Ones and the what's the sub called? Is it a Play Sub? Um, I think they've dropped the Play name from it. I. Let me just double check here. Sonos sub. Um, what the official? But yeah, they um, they they've been doing it for years. When was when was the last the first one we installed? It was. Wow. We did we did a. Uh, it wasn't even a proper. It wasn't a five point one. It was like four point one. Mm. Surround. Um. So this sub is now just called sub. Um. So. Yeah, sub. This particular system. With the beams, yeah. So, as you can see in this photo, there are the two satellite speakers, which basically become your surrounds or rear surround speakers. The big box that's the subwoofer itself that can sit anywhere in the room, provided it's connected to power. And then the um, beam soundbar, which is a three channel speaker. So, you got your left, center, right in the soundbar, you got your left and right surround of the two. Um, Sonos, I think, are they Sonos 1? Are they 1 SLs? And the Sonos subwoofer. Um, and yeah, that gives you a basic 5.1 surround sound system. Mm. I wonder if they've got some layout drawings here. The beauty of this as well is, is all really in the, the um, Sonos app as well. So you set it up and you've got your control um, you can play all your the music from all your, de your device. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's just a really it's a really user friendly bit of kit. If you mm. don't want to mess around with buying an AVR and well, setting up, especially if you don't have the luxury of being able to do cabling. Mm. So you know, if you're renting a property, for instance, all you need is power. You can plug these in. You can move it between rooms. You can do whatever you want. Um, or if it's, say, a retrofit or if a room has just been decorated, then, you know, no problem. You can have... And in all fairness, Sonos surround sound actually sounds really good given the size yeah. of the speakers and given that it's wireless, a lot of people get quite concerned about latency um, yeah. and whether the sound quality is actually there. It, with regard to is is the AV sync going to be there? Yes, it is quite simply. Um, 
the latency is so minimal that you cannot physically notice it unless you've got a lot of network traffic on your home network but then I suppose that comes down to any AV system if you don't have a, de a decent network then you don't have anything really <laughs> so to speak in a, a very rough way of putting it yeah um, it, you know and the only way to have a decent say Wi-Fi system is to have everything wired um, or have as much wired as possible so it doesn't put additional strain on uh, Wi-Fi yeah, um, uh, it's it's always best to have a wire. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, in contrast to that, obviously there is the traditional AVR or amplifier or surround sound processor and power amps and then speakers, but then that does require cabling. But I think... Uh. <laughs> Having said that Sonos surround sound sounds good, a proper built and configured wired surround sound system sounds even better. Mm. And what with like emerging technologies, um, we've got Atmos now, and I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe you can use, uh, you can experience Atmos with a wireless surround system. No. Um, uh, there may there there may be one out there, but I'm not aware of one. No, as far as far as I'm aware, Atmos is very much a a. It requires a lot of processing power. Obviously, there are some Atmos soundbars, but they still physically have um, around seven, nine, or eleven speakers physically inside the soundbar, all just firing in different directions. Mm. Um, in fact, yeah, there is that. But um, yeah, you can you can get some really really decent uh, surround systems if you're not worried about cabling. Um, for a relative, I think Denon Denon do uh, a Cinema Atmos package for like three grand, which is so yeah. cheap. Yeah. <laughs> if you wanted to buy that and set it up at home, uh, or buy something similar, um, mm -hmm. yeah, you can get it set up. And if you have any troubles contact us and we'll give you a hand we're not doing anything so <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll let you know what you speaking. need we'll give you a shopping list yeah um <clears throat> so wired versus wireless around sound um i suppose they both have their pros and cons wireless is easy to fit you can put it anywhere you want in fact you can actually use it to create an outdoor arena if you like say move the tv or a projector out into the garden with like a pop-up screen you put a soundbar underneath put a couple of surround bits out you put a subwoofer anywhere as long as you run power to all of it you can have an outdoor surround sound system which that's something that i don't think is explored enough in the av world because i suppose in england it rains so much no one wants anything to get wet or have to keep carrying things in and out yeah, there's that, and then there's, there's acoustics. Like, yeah, you're not going to experience. Yeah, it's not going to sound the part. same, but it's an interesting idea nonetheless. <laughs> oh hell um, yeah! But especially then, for especially for a party system. Yeah, you know, yeah, what's around, and then you have some music playing, and everyone's drinking. Yeah. Imagine that having a party. Ah oh, man. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the stuff we take for granted. Um, uh, I hate parties, but I'd, I'd have one right now. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, a wired system is, well, that's for when you have like a dedicated home cinema or you've had your garage converted to a home cinema or anything like that. It is what it is. You go in there, you do one thing, you watch a film or you watch the news and surround sound, which means only one of the speaker speakers are actually doing anything. Um, and that's it. You can't take it with you. You can't move house with it. You can't move it to another room. You, you know, uh, Moving house. If, if you're renting, yeah. you don't want uh, a wired system unless you're happy with wires being on show. Yeah, because you you just bring the speakers and then you've got to rewire again. Yeah, uh, and then you, yeah, it's, it, it'll be a pain in the ass. So, wireless system definitely serves its purpose. Is the sound quality is decent? Um, you might have the odd dropout uh, if you've got you're inundated with devices and you know wireless mm. signals drop out occasionally. So, yeah. but on the ground in the grand scheme of things, a wireless system is the way to go if you're renting or you're likely to move. Um, but definitely, if you're if you've just bought a place, and you know you're going to be redecorating, it's not going to be much of a pain to carve out a few um, channels in the walls to get some speakers, speaker cable through, run it under carpets or under floorboards. Then yeah, I'd go with the wide route and get yeah. the infrastructure in first. Um, make sure that you've got the C- right cables speaker, everywhere, the right cable, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cabled a lot, um, uh, and then and then choose choose your system based on on your room. And there's yeah. plenty of people out there that will happily help you um, choose a system that's right for your room. Especially now that we're all at home. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just give us a shout and uh, get a give us a if you've got any drawings of your place, send it over and we can help. Yeah. And um, it, anyone who's got the luxury of maybe having a purpose-built cinema. The possibilities are endless. I mean, you can you can start with your basic 5.1 surround system, and then you can move it up to um, seven, nine, eleven channel surround. Then you can mm. add Atmos to that, and you know you can have overhead channels. What's the maximum yeah. overhead channels? Is it six? Oh, uh, I think infinite, infinite. Just run cables. Run as <laughs> yeah, many cables. Run, as run you cables can. everywhere. Because um, <laughs> who but, knows? Who knows? Ten years down the line, what what what's, what's going to yeah. be possible? We're going to have hundreds of speakers all surrounding us. Yeah, because um, be especially when it gets to a level of having like a seven point two point four system, that's when Atmos really comes to it shines because you've got three channels at the front, you've got two channels either side, two channels behind you, and four over the top. And and, it, the, and those those four over the top are immense. You have four in front. Yeah or slightly behind um, or above. And then um, when so something passes over in, in the shot in the video, the, uh, the sound actually goes. It travels, that it travels through the room. So it blends yeah. it in and it feels, it feels like that. Like, I think the, so the way they make um, Atmos content is it's um, object-based. So they, they get, basically get this sound, uh, this is the position of it, and then they drag it over. Um, yeah. And it make, it automatically gives you that blend of sound over. So when a plane goes over the top of you, you actually think there's a plane above you. It's crazy. Mm. Um, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, awesome it's, it, it takes it takes um, immersive cinema to a whole new level. Yeah. So 
definitely, definitely wire for it. If you're not going to have it, you might want it in the future. Yeah. You will want it in the future. Get it, do it. Bosh. And of course, if, if you've never experienced a, a home cinema or Atmos cinema, you can always get in touch with us once. All this blows over, we can actually start taking bookings again. Um, so we've got a partner who um, do actually allow us to use their demo rooms. They've got two demo rooms. One of them is about the size of a double garage. The other one's more the size of a small living room. Um, so that's the size that most people would have. And we can actually demonstrate to you what the different systems can sound like. Um, oh, and you, you'd be surprised. Like, don't don't think that your room is too small to have a cinema. Yeah, true. The smaller, the better. Personally, they yeah. they, they just sound so much more punchy. The the, you, the ultimate cinema, I think, would be like a the half the size of a one car garage and just two seats in there. <laughs> just <laughs> then, one seat. Yeah, get rid of get rid of this. Get rid of this. Uh, watching movies for other people yeah. it's your cinema you watch it on your own yeah. just have a really really comfy seat one seat and a hundred <laughs> inch screen perfect um yeah, uh, so everyone, you can have a window at the back people can watch through through yeah. from another room yeah but um yeah cinema, home cinemas sound can make it or break it and um on the topic of home cinemas um one discussion we've had with a client recently is the debate of TV versus projector. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think so. Go on, Mike. What were we going to say? I know you carry on. So, I think a lot of people, obviously, when you mention <coughs> when you mention cinema or theatre or anything like that, they automatically think projector. Mm-hmm. Which, which is great if you have a dedicated cinema room where the projector is going to be turned on at the beginning of a session and turned off at the end um, and you don't want to watch anything in between and you'd have no natural light coming into the room that kind of thing but what we find yeah. a lot of the time is people want multi-use rooms so this one in particular was um, actually like a summer house where one of the walls in its entirety was glass doors. Um, so a lot of natural light comes in, and he wanted a projector in there. And the amount of natural light, even with the curtains drawn, you'd have to have a very bright, very sharp projector to actually get a decent picture in daytime, considering they wanted to, the room to double up as like a playroom and office. So the doors... and curtains would be open because obviously you need the natural light to use as an office whilst the kids are watching something on the screen which renders it null and void and eventually we convinced them and said look um, if you really want that multi-use you have to have a TV because at least with a TV you turn on and the picture's on with a projector you have to wait for for it to warm up and the brightness to turn up Um, and I think with this one as well, we were working to a fairly tight budget, so it's not as if we can go find, throw a, a exactly. really high-powered laser projector in there and yeah. and it'll work. It'll be great. The, 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 the budget wasn't there for it. So, no. you know, sometimes when you have to make financial sacrifices like that, you go yeah. with the right option rather yeah. than yeah, what they think would be cool because it just won't work in yeah. reality. You have to consider the alternatives, basically. Um yeah, so plus the quality of TVs. Oh yeah, if with a with 4K now, 
um, even up to sizes of like what have we used recently 85 and 77 inch they are massive they're good they're good enough for a room that's probably um sort of up to about six by six meters and you would get a large clear image um which i mean six by six meters that's bigger than most cinema home cinemas that we have worked in so um it's only once you want to go larger than that hundred inch inch mark that you should consider a projector in my opinion um mm. because i suppose once you go well, for a projector yeah depends on the size of the room of course like if you've got a small room and you want um you want to yeah yeah i mean you, you can you can still project uh smaller images but yeah generally it's you want to fill a wall if you want to so if you want to fill a wall with an image and the tv's not big enough and yeah. it's the right environment for a projector yeah go for it yeah like um for instance the client we were at yesterday Mike, mm. where obviously it's a barn. <laughs> it's a six by twelve meter barn. Um, yeah, and no half, windows. Yeah, no windows, and half of it's a cinema. So it's just, it, that's six by six, and there's a hundred and forty inch screen that you can probably see that from half a mile away with clarity. Um, yeah. And yeah, the the um, I think the project description there or requirement was as big as possible. Um, as big as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it certainly is big like yeah. even the barn is is pretty big itself but that that screen does not look out of place it doesn't look lost at all it's like yeah. when it comes down it is there yeah you know it's there, you know it's there. Like, but in, in contrast in contrast as soon as it rolls up and out the way if you don't know it's there and you walk into the barn you don't actually even realize there's a projector there given the size of it yeah, um, I think we've we've got some pictures on our Instagram, Shane, uh, and a, a little video of actually yeah, of this barn good. barn cinema. Uh, um, we should probably put the link somewhere as well to this uh, video. Uh, yeah, but um, we yeah, that's this. There's one we're talking about anyway. We'll uh, we'll link it later. I'm just gonna have a scroll through and see if I can find it on Instagram. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there it is. So, in all fairness, this picture does it no justice. Um. Uh, up, up, and against the picture. Yeah, hang on. You got the delayed. I've got the picture open. Um, if you could see my screen, then you'd see what I'm looking at. But oh yeah, I can see now. Yeah, so that screen does, or this picture does that screen no justice because, um, it looks fairly small there, but the bottom of the <laughs> screen there is actually at shoulder height, so that's about five foot. So you can just imagine from there. How tall actually is the top of the projector? Is at um, four and a half meters. So um, the thing is, we don't have any reference shots really to show. Well, no. they're, they're short. You, you could play the video. Yeah, hang on. I'll find the video in a second. I'm just going to flick through these pictures. So here's a shot of. Um, uh, that's the projector box at the top part of the image, and there's the screen rolled up and out the way. Um, so the projector also mounted at four and a half meters. It's high up and out the way. And unless you're looking up, trying to find it, you don't know it's there. Uh, it's painted um, in a very dark box that was yeah. uh, custom built. Yeah, <laughs> so... Let's, um, let me find the video. Scroll to the top. 
Or is it down? No, up here. Like I can't find the video. Okay. Oh wait, uh, yeah, got it, got it. Got it. Yeah. So I'm just gonna mute that. Comes up really small, but oh yeah, because it's got a full when, screen. When when you play it, can everyone hear it? Uh, I've muted it so we can uh, talk okay. over it. But there's the barn. There's the projector. There's the screen. There's a rack covered in leaves because they decorated the barn with hops for a <laughs> for a party that happened. I think that was about six or seven weeks ago now. Oh, it smells uh, so nice in there, though. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're if you're a beer lover and, and and a lot of a lot of AV people are, um, it's a it's a nice smell to to walk into when you you're uh, configuring a system surrounded yeah. by hops. It just uh, it gets your cravings yeah. going. <laughs> so yeah. Some of these shots are taken from the very back of the cinema, uh, or the barn even, and that's 12 metres away, which, what's that in English terms? Was that 45 feet? 40 feet, thereabouts? Oh, I use metres. Nearly. Yeah, but a lot of English. <clears throat> a lot of... <laughs> um, but yeah, so that kind of gives you an idea of how big that screen actually is. Pretty huge. Yeah, and a very small rack to house it all. It's just a shame that the rack had to be inside the barn because the adjacent room is a log store and it it would just get absolutely destroyed in there. Yeah, um, and the other adjacent room is a tool store Yeah, and workbenches in there. Yeah. <laughs> if you're cutting wood in there. <laughs> yeah. if, it, if it was up to no. us, we would have had a dedicated room to put that rack into out of sight, um, but... You know the availability just wasn't there. I, I mean, know. I mean that's that's the case of every job we do. We would prefer there to be a dedicated room, but nine times out of ten, it's not possible, yeah. or the client just doesn't want to give up that amount of space yeah, for something exactly. they can't physically see, or they don't know what it's, it is. Yeah, something they don't have to interact with, so they don't always understand mm. until it gets to the point where it's actually installed and they think oh that would have been better then like, mm. yeah we agree <laughs> yeah so. i mean which it's, it's kind of it's kind of the point behind our um, command frame actually um yeah so we de we developed uh it's just yeah, it's a basically picture, a frame for a tv um a soundbar and equipment so it, it, it houses absolutely everything um, and all you need is power and network yeah. to that point. Um, and that way you don't have to have any equipment in cupboards or <laughs> what was <laughs> yeah, The kids screaming at the TV, we had to get Very exciting. Yeah, so this picture I've got up here at the moment, that, um, that frame that's bolted to the wall, that behind it houses, um, there's an, access point a wi-fi access point a network switch a sky q mini box an apple tv um all of the cabling and a sonos play soundbar or play bar um and you can see an xbox controller in the corner there the xbox is actually mounted to the wall underneath that table um but then our own command frame so like a naked version thereof is let me find it where has it gone 
sure we've got a better. There it is. So this is actually <coughs> a slightly larger version of the former picture. Um, in this particular one, you can see the screen's a bit tilted down because it was mounted up high quite a bit. Um, but this one, again, it housed a Wi-Fi access point, a network switch, as well as a router. There, there was a BT Home Hub behind this one. Um, there's a sound bar behind the grill at the bottom. And what else? I think that was it behind this one, although there was probably enough space if you had a slot for a disc on the side to actually put a PS4 in there as well. So, yeah. Hey, I, I um, play Xbox only. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, actually, and this one also had a small Control 4 um, processor, or the plan was to put a Control 4 processor behind this one, so there was a control system. So, yeah, they, there's a lot that can be done with them um in that obviously it hides everything so yeah a nice single rather than there being cables everywhere and cabinets full of equipment you just have everything in one wall mounted piece of furniture mm-hmm. speaking of control systems yeah um what's the mm. one part of the control system that the client gives a damn about the remote how easy it is to use because <laughs> um, yeah. that, that's the one thing they interact with the most with the exception <coughs> there are a few um, systems or clients I can think of where they don't actually have any remotes and they just use the app which is something they've become accustomed to fair enough um, but I can't stand trying to control my TV with an app. No, it, it's annoying because you don't have that tactile feedback. You, you can't feel where the buttons are on the remote. Oh, You're constantly looking, like, down. looking up and down, up and down. You know, what, what's going What am I pressing? Oh, I why is the wrong button. What, why is my TV turn off? Why is the volume changing? Oh, oh hang on. I do um, that at home all the time when I'm controlling it by my phone. And yeah, so, yeah, it's not the one. Um, it's... Let me get this picture up. Um... Yeah, I think as far as control system remotes go, um, or as far as control systems go, full stop, the remote is, bar none, the most important Beautiful. Um, aspect. Um, obviously, <coughs> we're very familiar with Control 4, for instance, and they've, they're only just starting to phase out the old SR series of remotes which are kind of it's one of the better remotes um, mm. in my opinion but there are so many buttons on it it's there's a lot going on let's um, uh, get a picture up control for SR260 in particular so oh, I didn't want to load up an eBay picture but let's get a clean picture It's a data sheet, not ideal, but as you can see from those drawings there, there's a lot of buttons. Over time, naturally, you do become used to where they are and what they will do, but you still have to every now and then look down at what's going on to find the button you're looking for. Um, in contrast, 
the Savant, the new Savant remote, well, that thing's had all sorts of praise. What do you think about that remote, Mike? I think it's it's beautiful. Um, yeah. it's, it's it's really elegant. Um, I mean, shit, it's, it's a remote. But yeah. it's, it's a remote, <laughs> I can, but... I can only say so much about it, but yeah. it does have some features that yeah. of, make it... Yeah, of all of them, I think the Savant remote is probably the only one that sort of screams class. Yeah. And elegance. Because um, the touchscreen is a very smooth interaction. There are minimal buttons on the remote itself to confuse you and make your fingers lose track of things. Mm. Um, and it's, well, fairly fast, which is good compared yeah. to the old Savant remote, which was, quite frankly, just a mess of buttons on a silver plane and didn't always do what it's supposed to. So, there it is. Yeah. But of course, Control 4 bringing out the new, or have brought out the new Neo <coughs> remote, which has even fewer buttons than than the Savant remote. In fact, I'm going to count now. 1, 2, 3, 4, plus D-pads, another 5, so that's 9, plus 3 buttons there. It's only got 12 buttons, which is crazy, if you think, for remote. Compared to, like, obviously an Apple TV remote, that's a lot of buttons, but compared to a traditional TV remote. And considering this remote can control anything in your house. Yeah, the Apple lights. TV is very limited to... Yeah, the Apple TV. Apple TV, which doesn't do that much. Whereas the Control 4 remote with only 12 buttons and the aid of a touchscreen, you can control TVs, you can view security footage, you can open gates, you can um, turn on sound systems in the pool house, you can... It's, are endless. Yeah, it's pretty limitless of what you can do when you've got a control system that's yeah. designed correctly. It's like a whole house remote in your hand. You can flash is... your toilet if you if you want to. Uh, yeah, I've seen those toilets. I've used one of those toilets. It's pretty cool. Have you? <laughs> yeah, um, it was um in the Savoy. This man's used a lot of toilets. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it, it was in the Savoy in the Shard on the um 40th floor. That was um, quite ah. the experience. Did I tell you about the seasickness I experienced up there, or motion sickness? <laughs> no, it was, yeah, it was, it was the place bending. Yeah, in it was the a wind. Wind, windy day, and the building constantly moves. It's crazy. Uh, um, I, I ain't, I've only felt that thing. once when I was working on a corporate job in a, a very big law firm in London, yeah. and uh, I was up on one of the top floors in one of their meeting rooms doing a funny requoting for a new projection system. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that building felt like it was wobbling too, and I, I didn't like it at all. I just wanted to get the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that, definitely. Um... <coughs> so what uh, What do you think the best remote is that you've actually used? Because there, there is the, um, the remotes that have alternative functions as well, so yeah. rather than best looking, but RTI's remotes are pretty useful. Yeah, I um, mean, in all fairness, yeah, RTI have a remote for every occasion. Um, let me get up there. With the with the with the IR blaster, and uh, you yeah. can you can can't, can't you with that remote? Can you re- record IR from other devices, or do you still need a no, dingle you, dongle? You need a um, dongle plugged into a okay, yeah, um, computer to do it. But let me find the remotes. Okay, so. 
here's one this is the tx3 i think which is still got a lot of buttons but trust me that's a lot fewer than previous rtr remotes had but the touch screen on there um yeah these remotes are a world of their own because you can actually um set the remote up as an intercom in device so if you've got an intercom set up at your front door you can have the video come through to the remote and you can have a conversation on the remote so you could you'd be turning you'd be watching tv call comes through oh you don't even need to get your phone out of your pocket you don't need to go to a touch screen you use the remote there you are and then open the door if you have an electronic lock etc that's awesome i know i know a lot of uh, manufacturers were putting you know microphones in their remotes mainly for the um the con- voice control aspect of it but yeah um so, that's very impressive so here's a an array of rti remotes the tx4 being one of the latest so like i said they make a remote for every occasion um for instance the pro control and the surfer remote um actually all of their remote controls you can actually just use the remote you don't even need a control system you can use the remote as its own control system if you have a very basic even if you have a multi-room setup you can program entire systems into the remote itself so, wow yeah i so, did not know that for instance the t1b even the t1b wow you could actually um program up to eight rooms into it so you can tell it to switch between rooms and then control all the devices in that or up to at least say four devices in that room Um, wow that's amazing i mean it's a very expensive solution to something that that there are alternatives to but it's a nice remote yeah and obviously if you go for (laughs) if you go for something like the um t2x for instance you can um, that's when the remotes start getting really powerful and obviously you've got additional buttons there and you, um, you can actually use that remote to probably control every single speaker, TV, a- anything with infrared control. This is without a control system in running the back end of things. Anything with infrared you can control from that remote and obviously you've got the touch screen on there so you can customise it. Um, or if you nice. move on, so it basically becomes what, like a home control app would be on your phone, but on a remote. You know, they're actually they're very versatile, very good, but with it, very expensive. Crazy. Um, let's see what touch. But useful for have. a single room solution. Say you've yeah. got, you say you've bought your uh, your home cinema setup, and all of the devices are sitting under the TV. You've got one remote. Mm-hmm. That's a use. That's a useful uh, application for it. Yeah, yeah, very good for it. Um, control kits. Let's see what they've updated in that. Okay, so they've got a little control kit here. Surfer remote with a uh, XP free controllers. So that's the other good thing about RTI. They provide um, controllers or processors for very small as well as as well as very large projects so you, if you've got a very simple project you can have a small process if you've got a very large project you can have a larger one obviously the likes of control 4 do something similar where you can have something as small as the ca1 which just does 
um, home automation stuff, no AV, um, up to the EA5, which does, well, a lot. It's a full-blown computer in a box. Um, yeah, RTI do a similar thing. I think the there's there's ver there are very few companies now who um, offer anything similar. The majority of them just have their one control system or box. So like Savant, for instance, they are very much concentrating on the new smart host. Obviously, there are you can have more options, but you always need to have a one of their Mac Minis at the center of it all. So, <clears throat> um, and then I think Elan's the same, where there's just one or two control systems, a bit like URC. You've got a small one and a big one, nothing in between, mm. um, and you just have to make the most of what's there. So yeah, but yeah. So we can't really. Uh, uh, we, we we're going to try and work out what the best remote is, but really, there there it's all preference, right? Yeah. So it, it, some yeah, people like like things. So this perspective based so if you if you want something for its sheer look and interaction for me it's the savant remote mm -hmm. um if you want to be able to do as much as possible from a single point of interaction it is anything from rti really preferably something like the t4x um because it's got a massive screen it's very powerful it's got the two-way communications um, you know, it's the Swiss it, Swiss Army knife of, of home control it, remotes. Yeah, it is that. If you combine that with a small controller or even a large one, whichever, um, there's not a lot that it cannot do. So, yeah, it's a that would be like an overall winner for me because it's starting to get onto the look for the Savant one as well. Mm, um, yeah, I, I hadn't seen the T four X. And it does look very nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what about uh, and 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 with dealers, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's <laughs> the thing. We are RTI dealers. Um, it's just a shame <laughs> that they are very expensive um, compared yeah. to, especially Control Four. Control Four just um, wiping the floor with uh, cheap solutions, which they're not bad solutions um no far from it they're, they're like, very good they're very good there are some limitations but you you'd be very hard pressed to find those limitations yeah. um so yeah control for I've, I've yet to use one of the neo remotes so um yeah i might change my mind if once i've used one it's you know maybe better than anything else i've seen before Mm. Um, so yeah Ooh, that, what's next remote. next subject um, um, infrastructure yeah infrastructure um, I suppose what's the real question there cat cat 5, <laughs> cat 6 or something bigger um, so that, if I lay out a scenario say I'm I'm re rewiring my house I've got the electricians in, they're rewiring. I really want TVs everywhere. Mm. I want to future-proof my property. 
um, but I have no idea what cables I need. Do I use Cat5? Do I use Cat6? Or, or what else is there to use? So what would you recommend? Yeah, well, it could come down to something as trivial as the budget. Mm. You know, because at the end of the day, Cat5e is perfectly fine. Um, within reason. Depending on what, yeah. So, yeah. so say, so, so here's the scenario. I, I want multi-room video. I want 4K to each TV. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But also, I want the ability to eventually, when say 8K comes along or more, I don't want to have to rewire. I, I, I want it future-proof. So, so there, there we have a scenario where someone wants the best infrastructure. Yeah. Um, to allow them to not have to bring the walls down when yeah. the, the next best thing comes in. In that um, case, Cat7. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, well, there's that. Yeah. Uh, I, I was actually thinking fiber because we, we, yeah. we, yeah, a lot, a lot of, I know a lot of integrators now they're, they're pulling in the, the Cat6 and they're going, mm. well, should we use Cat6a or should we use Cat7? And, yeah. Um, and I, Especially for networking, just having networks, Wi-Fi, etc. Yeah, fiber um, is one way of doing it. But obviously the limitation with fiber at the moment is that communication can only happen between two network switches. Hmm. Um, unless there's some... Use like fiber extenders. Yeah, unless there's HD-based T over fiber. Is that a thing? Um, yeah, you can get fiber video extenders. So you can get HDMI over fiber, but it's not HD base T. So mm. um, it's not the standard that we use. Uh, yeah, so fiber is an option. The only thing with fiber it always comes down to is how strong it is physically. You know? That's true, and it depends. You know, if you can trust the people that are working on your house to be very careful with these delicate cables. Now I've come across HDMIs in that have been running the wall from a high level to low level that have been filled with plaster. Yeah. Um, and like they've even gone to the extent of taking the, <laughs> taking the plastic sheath and the tape off yeah. and painting the, the bloody cable yeah. and ruining it. Like, do you trust the people you're working with? to not do that to your cable and yeah. my answer as an integrator would be hell no um so i would want to put the most robust option in um that said if if if, if fiber can go in alongside more robust options so say for instance you're going to put in two cat six and a fiber to every tv point mm-hmm. I, I would definitely go down that route personally um rather than the cat 6a cat 7 option just yeah i mean it's a pain to terminate cat 6a and cat 7 well Um, it's it's a yeah it's a pain to terminate it but once it's in place it's the best solution as like an all-rounder it's it's useful um for us for now yeah. But for future applications, who knows? Are they going to keep going with the Cat 6A, Cat 7, Cat 8, Cat 9, whatever? Or a, a, a manufacturer is going to start looking to fiber as the new 
commonplace. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, fiber is definitely going to overtake at some point because it also has the advantage of being able to broadcast over a greater distance. Um, mm. But yeah, for uh, I still think for the right here and right now, Cat Seven or even Cat Six A, I don't think there's a much of a price difference per spool between those two, and mm. they've also got very they've got very similar specs. Um, and not a lot of people know it or have tried it, but you can actually... Not a lot of people know that. <laughs> you can actually um, punch down CAT6A and CAT7 to a CAT6 module. Now, technically, that is not what it's supposed to be done because you're um, you know, mixing connection mediums, but the possibility is there, so you can have a generic CAT6 module in the wall with cat 6a or cat 7 up to that point so it'll basically it'll behave like cat 6 which means at least you'll get gigabyte or gigabit connectivity but it does also then mean when you once you do want to upgrade you can actually change those out for um like better spec modules and have a better connection there so have have your 10 gigabit connection mm. Because <clears throat> that, that's the main reason for upgrading to um, the better cables or the newer yeah. categories of cables because we're forever requesting that we send more data down them. Um, yeah. In that, obviously, with Cat 5E, for instance, what the HDBase-T protocol was built on. The physical data rate cap is, um, I think, something like 10.3 or 10.8 gigabits per second, which means you can't send full um, 4K HDR video down it. Mm -hmm. So until HDBase-T is upgraded to at least meet the specs of CAT6, which does mean HDBase-T can't be used on CAT5e at all, um, then we'll actually see an increase in speed. But currently, HDBase-T is they're keeping it so that um, it's got greater compatibility across the board. So you can still use Cat 5e to at least get 4K video to an endpoint. I know there are, you can use um, a CSC to get like a fake HDR um, on the mm. display, um, but I've yet to see how well that actually works. But from what manufacturers are saying, using color space correction um, to mimic HDR signals, it looks almost as good as the real HDR signal. But as I said, until I've physically seen it for myself, I, I won't comment much more on the quality. Yeah, um, almost as good still isn't as good though, right? Yeah. So if, if we're going to be pedantic. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'd, I'd be the same if it was my audio system and... I could notice a difference, then I I would not want to be paying the the the, sh the amount of money that a lot of people do pay on high quality equipment to have yeah. a s ever so slightly less decent system. Like you know, it's not perfect, so yeah, yeah. Oh, that's my my opinion on it anyway. Yeah, because the only way to increase that um, data rate that's usable over the cables is to use a better quality cable. Obviously, with Cat Six, it'll only increase slightly but once you get on to cat 6a and cat 7 that's when you start seeing like 10 to 20 gigabit um connectivity possibilities and even higher in fact 
where was it? I think it was a Korean scientist science lab a few months ago managed to use CAT 6A to transmit data at something like 130 gigabit per second, which is crazy. But obviously they had very crazy. Compl- yeah, they had very complicated um, uh, <coughs> muxes and demuxes at either end. So um, mm. yeah, very expensive, very very bespoke equipment to achieve that. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, but it, it won't be long before we start seeing a massive shift in cabling um and yeah for now if if you want like a a one cable answer for what should i pick with if i'm wiring my house and you've got a budget in mind cat six just yeah. use good quality cat six because it is capable of carrying well giving you gigabit connectivity around the house um I know Cat Five E can do gigabit as well, but Cat Six is just it's physically it comes down to the size of the copper inside the cable. It's that little bit thicker. I know it's only a few microns, but it's it's bigger is better in the world of cables. Basically, <laughs> but that's as simple as it is. You, for instance, if you look at a power transmission line, um, mm. a two millimeter squared cable can only carry current of maybe one amp, whereas once you start looking at like mains lines, for instance, some of them are one or two inches in diameter, and that's the only way you get like those four hundred kilovolt transmissions. So simple as that, because it's it's electronic signals at the end of the day. Until we get to fiber, then it's a case of how clear is your glass. So, mm. and that's a whole other matter. Yeah, yeah. How how clear and how intact is your glass? Because <laughs> So many times have we seen it with optical cables for audio, and it's like, oh, my speakers have stopped working. Yeah, that's because you've chucked a book on <laughs> on top of an optical cable and you've snapped it in half. So I know, but the cable's in one piece. No, it's snapped. Look how limp it is. Um, it, yeah, yeah. It that is the trouble. Uh, optical cable is is glass. Glass breaks. Yeah, yeah. It's not great. <clears throat> okay so that doesn't bring us on to it well it kind of does so we were talking about um networking cable cat six we're now looking at uh, wi-fi wi-fi is something that all of us uh are gonna be using a hell of a lot more now we're all stuck yeah. at home yeah definitely. um and i'm actually um upstairs where i don't have a hardwired connection um i i'm not completely using i'm not wireless though so i've got um a power line adapter so my network uh, router downstairs is plugged into this power line adapter which sends does some magic and and connects me to the receiver end yeah. or the transmitter and uh, whatever the computer end um and then that's patched in to my ethernet yeah. port um yeah. so i'm wired um via a power line adapter but you know what's what's better? Are we, are we talking wired, wired or wireless? What's the difference, um, and why do I need the other one? Well, one's faster. <laughs> okay, easy. Um, yeah. Um, well, it's it's depends on how you look at it. So, um, ubiquity amplify products. Mm-hmm. Well, like the main hubs, the amplifier hubs or the amplifier mm-hmm. routers, 
they've got um, you can actually get a point-to-point -point connection wirelessly at up to five gigabits per second which is crazy for a wireless connection so you can have wide connection speeds wirelessly now Whoa. Um, yeah and so that's that's the same the basis of that's the same system as what's installed at the clients we were at yesterday in the house so it's an old um 1600s house grade two listed building um no cabling infrastructure anywhere at all weren't allowed to make holes in walls um i suggested an amplify system is actually what was it about nearly a year and a half ago now um it's been running since i've been back there to upgrade the firmware on it twice now in total um not that it needed it, it was just i happened to be there and the firmware upgrade popped up and i was like yeah sure let's do it and it takes two minutes and they've got well obviously they've got two separate control four systems one in the gaming room upstairs in the house and then there's the cinema and the barn and it all relies on this amplify system basically keeping its shit together <laughs> um yeah. and it's been flawless they they have wi-fi all around the house um in total there are now five of the um mesh points or the access points around the house one in the garden in fact um, then the main hub in their office and yeah it's been a flawless system there's been no connection drops the wi-fi speeds throughout the house is actually higher than the incoming fiber line which i think they've got 40 up 40 down connection so a lot of the times you'll actually see throughput testing records between 70 and 90 megabits per second and the internet's only is capped at about 40 so you know yeah simple mathematics your internet is not going to outpace your wi-fi anytime soon with what amplify that's that's what I, that's what i was gonna i was kind of getting to mm -hmm. uh, i was gonna get to until you actually clarified it like what what does that mean to someone who doesn't know what all these numbers and yeah jargon you're talking about means yeah it means that you're not going to struggle as uh, struggle with speeds as long as the incoming line is is powerful is is fast. Yeah. Um, there is of course BT and Virgin and Sky who say, "Oh yeah, we've got the latest and greatest new super hub Wi-Fi all around the house." Um, that's simply not true. Um, you can get a good connection within up to about five to ten meters of the hub or the router um without there being any walls or doors in the way and you do get fairly good connection but um the wi-fi radios in a lot of those devices are uh just not set up to deal with the amount of technology we have connected to wi-fi these days for instance i mean we haven't got i wouldn't say we've got that many devices especially my computer's wide and um but then we've got two mobile phones, two tablets, a couple of laptops. Um, there's a wireless speaker. What else? There's a few more wireless things um, like smartwatches, um, iDevices. Mm. You know, there's a few things. And for the single, um, we've got Virgin Media Internet. So every now and then i do still find myself having to reboot 
the router because it's denying connections to wireless devices because it can't cope with it. And we've seen the same happen with Sky and BT um, doing the same. And yeah. the only way around that is to have a dedicated Wi-Fi system, which obviously requires a, a wired backbone or infrastructure where obviously you have cabling going from a central point, central managed point or a network switch going out to access points, maybe one in each corner of the house, so to speak. And then it allows devices to roam to their own access points. So not everyone sharing, you know, there's not the bottleneck of everyone connecting to the same point. Everyone can connect to their respective areas, so to speak. Yeah. So in, in the argument of wired versus wireless, wired is better every single time. Um, and it's even more important if you want good wireless because to have good wireless you have to have as many devices as possible wired so that for the devices that cannot be wired so your mobile phone your um, ipad whatever for that to have the best connection everything else has to get out the way and be wired into the network <clears throat> okay well that kind of sums up most of what we wouldn't wanted to cover in this uh this stream I mean, it only took us an hour and a half. Yeah, well, it was uh, it was half hour of introductions and joking about coronavirus. Um, it's no joke. <laughs> it's no joke. People oh. are dying. Um, yeah. So, um, but speaking of um, the apocalypse, uh, we do like to do something outside of work and outside of AV, and that's. Uh, Gaming. I wanted to talk yeah. about gaming. Yeah. I just wanted to throw gaming in there because, yeah. I mean, we're big Seven Days to Die fans, and uh, it just seemed very relevant. I know this is not a zombie apocalypse, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's good fun. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm just on my gaming Instagram. Let me just see what this little video here. Oh, let me, can I unmute this? Let me just play this. I don't know if you'll get the audio through. Hmm. Oh. So you've got you've got your daughter in the background. My daughter's here rolling a belt behind me. <laughs> She's threatening me with a belt. Oh, there's a zombie. <laughs> That was me dead. But yeah, that was an interesting because that was day one of the session, so that was that was crazy. Uh, that was a very harsh day one. I have yeah, to say. it was. There was something was it, wrong. Was there was something definitely wrong there. Ah, uh, wait, was that that was the one where I, I uh, we we played we played a little bit before that, and then we we gave, we were we closed the game. 
I stayed in a little bit longer and decided to shoot the bear. Yeah, oh yeah, and then I joined before in. I, before yeah. I left, and, then <laughs> left and the bear was inside the house. Yeah, yeah, that was that was something else to say that the was, least. That was, that was a dick move. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, with without decent network infrastructure, there's no way we can play that game because obviously I host a server for that under my desk through a network switch wire to the router and obviously my computer runs through that and then Michael who's sitting 30 miles away from me he connects into the server I've got here at home and we can play merrily together well without uh, without problems as well surprisingly I thought there'd be yeah, more it, problems yeah it's been yeah it's been especially problem free over the last um the last couple of sessions we've had which is good um, hey so yeah but yeah, keep um, keep an eye on our. Um, well, I suppose it'd be your YouTube channel. Yeah, well, um, it, um, like I said at the beginning, I don't think we've got any. We haven't had any plans to make any more streams because when we planned to have this Q and A session, to which there have been no questions so far, except for the one about who's the last person you said thank you to. Um, <laughs> we've answered that a lot of our own answers questions even um but we hadn't yeah. planned to have another stream so yeah because we didn't realize that we were going to go into full country lockdown mode but now that that was announced last night i suppose you yeah, have good timing on this stream hopefully um yeah hopefully yeah a few maybe, maybe it'll be the start of something like if if anyone has any retrospective questions following this this video um then ask away and maybe we can we can do another video answering yeah. so, more user-requested questions. Yeah, I think the important thing to say is, from a technical perspective, so this video is obviously being streamed on my personal YouTube channel. What I'm going to do once it's finished processing on the YouTube server, I'm going to copy it across to the Command AV YouTube channel and post a link on Instagram so that everyone can see it there. And any questions you have um, retrospectively, Post in the comments or get in touch via Instagram or get in touch. Um, we've got all feedback or contact form on our website, commandav.co.uk. Um, or you can always drop us an email. Um, our email address is on the contact, pa contact us page on our website. Um, or, yeah, like I said, through Instagram, that, that's the one thing where we try to be as active as possible, at least um every every day so any messages that come up through there um we'll respond to as and when we can and yeah i think maybe if we do happen to get a surge of questions between now and say this time next week or whatever maybe we'll do another stream on the command av youtube channel um and we'll answer all of those questions or anything that we can think of in between um we'll added to the to the um lineup of what we are going to discuss yeah uh, okay well it's been a pleasure yeah um oh good fun. Yeah. Uh, there was one more tip i i i thought i, I was watching some videos the other day from uh, a youtube channel called diy perks um, uh -huh. and it was inspiring me now that i'm at home and i've got nothing you know essentially i've got no work to do um, I wanted to get my hands dirty on some 
some fun projects and this 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 guy does a he's got a youtube channel where he just shares interesting things you can do with stuff like old electronics and one in particular there was a diy cctv system that you should check out um it's just made of old laptop components and if you've got a soldering iron and a bit of a bit of a brain about you check this out and start start making some fun stuff because it looks really cool and uh yeah, yeah if, you, if you do make anything let me know what you make share it but yeah, definitely. Yeah, that'd be cool. DIY Parks is yeah, awesome channel. Um, yeah, or Colin Furs, or Colin Furs. Yeah, but you you basically need a full blown, fully fledged workshop to keep up with what what he yeah. does. That's that yeah, insane. That's really I, I, I watched the uh, the hover bike one the other day. Yeah, oh, that's, that was insane. <laughs> uh, absolute madness. Uh, oh, and and uh, he's got he's, he did a series of uh, uh, superheroes. So he did like the um, Wolverine claws um, and uh, Magneto. He, he made some magnetic boots and just walked walked upside down in the ceiling of his garage. Um, <laughs> unreal! It just he, he used old microwave uh, coils, um, electromagnets, yeah, and 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 he like fabricated he fabricated some metal components to go on his shoes, yeah, and then. Yeah, he had like a release mechanism on each shoe so he could uh, unpower the magnet and then reattach it. Um, he's he's an absolute crazy genius. And uh, if you're bored and you love that sort of stuff, check out Colin first. Mm. I wish I was that clever. <laughs> yeah. Well, good fun. Hell yeah. Um, anyway, so... For those who tuned in, thank you very much for watching. Um, we're, sorry, we're sorry to have bored you for um, an hour and a half. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like I said, if there's any questions, keep an eye out for the video to be uploaded to YouTube. And then, um, yeah, leave a comment. Let us know what you, what you want to know or what you think or any concerns you may have. Even if it's not AV related, we'll try and answer it. Um, or obviously anyone who who gets involved at all with dealing with running a business, as we find out info for ourselves, we we can share that information. We can try and help out where we can. Um, yep. Because yeah, this is lockdown day one. We're nearly at the midway point. Um, <laughs> yeah. Remember, we're all in this together. So, help, help out everyone. Yeah, help people out. It's it's like a very contagious circle jerkle. <laughs> that's not the term. That's not what we're going for. Come on, that's not the message okay. we were sharing, yeah. really. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but yeah, I suppose it, it's less messy than that at the moment because no one's out in the street. <laughs> Okay, we're getting severely off topic here. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's, okay. maybe it's time for an early lunch or a late breakfast or something. I mean, I'm always um, hungry. Yeah, there is that. That's 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 the problem. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I'm gonna go stuff my face. <laughs> I am gonna go stuff my face. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Well, Michael, no doubt I will catch up with you sometime later today. Everyone else. We will catch up with you. It might be tomorrow. It might be next week. It might be next month. We'll see how it goes. Um, and yeah, did we miss anything? 
I, I don't think we did. We said bye. Did we say subscribe? <laughs> Everyone seems to say subscribe. Subscribe. Subscribe, like, and leave a comment. But not on this channel, but you can do it on this channel. But also look out for this same video on the, on the actual channel. Does that make sense? Yeah. Subscribe to my channel as well. I don't yeah. know what my channel is. Mr. Mikey Bush. Uh, yeah. Fine. Whatever. Uh, I can I can add I'll add links in the description for the actual video when it goes, yeah. when it goes up. I've got like yeah. one one video. It's really interesting. <laughs> you got more than one. I'm sure. Of it. Have I? Uh, it's probably my CV on there or something. Oh, okay. I'm really bad at. <laughs> I have I'm not very YouTubey, but maybe I will be. Who knows? Yeah. I've got a camera. I've got a microphone. I've yeah. got three weeks at least. Yeah, you can learn. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Right. I'm going to end cool. the stream there. And um, yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. And girls. Anyone who joined in, thank you very much.